0: Hello and welcome to another episode of 50 Stories of Transformation. I'm your host, Michaela Leji, and this week we are on story number 16. So if you're just tuning in, if this is your first time checking out this podcast, Here's a quick little overview of what it's about and what you're getting yourself into. So uh, every week, 50 Stories takes a story within the Baptist Resource Network, Pennsylvania, South Jersey area, and uh, highlights you know how God has transformed that person's life or that church's life or that campus minister's life, that missionary's life, you name it. Anyone involved with the BRN, we're talking to them and just seeing you know how God has worked in their life and kind of highlighting those awesome God moments. So um, that's our deal, that's the spiel. Um, And if you're tuning in for the first time, thanks for checking us out. If you are a faithful listener, thanks for coming on back and checking out this next story. So for this week's story, we are sitting down with Miss Emma Tentarelli and she just recently retired um, at the end of April from the BRN. Now she has been with the BRN in many capacities uh, for 50 years. That's right. From the beginning, in 1970, um, Emma has been working with the BRN. She has served multiple roles, um, such as a secretary, as a BRN hub support, and as a page for the Girls in Action uh, Missionary Program. So she's seen the organization just kind of grow and transform and just seen God do some awesome things throughout those years. So um, we're sitting down, we're chatting with her uh, about exactly that, you know, what she has seen throughout the years, and of course, how God has transformed her own life by being a part of the BRN. So that's what's on the agenda for today. Uh, And with that, we'll go ahead and jump right on in. Emma, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and just being willing to share, you know, all that you've seen God do through the BRN in in 50 years. So, yeah, you've been with the BRN for quite some time, right?
1: Yes, the very beginning,
0: actually. Wow, that's exciting. So how, how did that involvement for you kind of come to be?
1: Well, I started, I was uh, actually a charter member of the Silver Spring Baptist Church, which started in 1964, and I was very young then. But so I was involved with that church very much because there was so few of us, everybody had to do something. And I got involved in their bus ministry and the women's program, the missionary program. Back then, I think we were part of Maryland Convention because uh, we went to Camp Womito for our summer camps, which is um, Maryland. And um, so I really got involved in the mission aspect of, of the convention itself. And so through that, I, during the missions programs, we had to do steps. To, it, was, it was GAs back then, which are now called act but But um, so the very first meeting that the um, Baptist convention at Pennsylvania, South Jersey had to start up, they used our missions, young people to participate in that. And so that's kind of how I got started. And I been involved ever since have been sold on missions and
0: BRN is totally missions so <laughs> definitely and so a part of that heart for missions you served as a page for the girls in action correct yes so mm-hmm. what was that role kind of like what did that entail okay so for that we just needed to like if pastor had a
1: phone call or a message that needed to get to them and they were on stage we would um
0: given the little notes to be taken up given to them about that I feel like that would be kind of scary like in the middle of a sermon be like hey got a message for you that's a that's a brave position to be in so you served a total of 51 years at the brn and you can correct me if that's wrong but you just retired here at the end of april so just a few days ago Yes. What are some key moments that you kind of just saw God at work in the Baptist Resource Network or um, Him transform the organization? Well, from the beginning, of course, we were much smaller. And so just seeing a lot of churches
1: get involved, um, I was very much as a young person, I participated in missions in other denominations because I had friends who would invite me to trips. I went to Haiti, I went to um, Guatemala. And um, I, Met the missionaries in Guatemala, and many of them constantly talked about their um, their need to do support. So when they went home for their furloughs, and really never got to see their families. And through the BRN, through the cooperative program, that's not the case. Our missionaries get to come home and be on furlough to spend time with their families. And of course, um, many times they go out and tell about their work and everything. But I was impressed with the fact that that the cooperative program allowed them to really do their job the way I felt I would want leaders and missionaries to do their job. So that the cooperative program was the biggest thing is what kept me in the denomination was just knowing that um, our little Silver Spring Baptist Church could never afford to support a family, a missionary family or a couple families, but we could support all of our churches, all of our families of over 3,000 or whatever missionaries by giving to the cooperative program. So that was my main Um, thrust that me active.
0: Are there any, like, moments you kind of look back on or maybe time periods where, like, wow, God is really working, really kind of transforming and changing this organization?
1: Um, I would say in 1977, I believe it was, I was a summer missionary um, in the northwestern part of Pennsylvania, and I got to help with starting churches, having Bible studies um, in home Bible studies and so forth. And then just seeing later on, years later, many years later, being on the executive board and meeting pastors who were part of that church that was just a little Bible study that I never had any idea what happened with it. So it was exciting to see
0: of the growth that way. Very came very full circle there. Yeah. And it's cool that God positioned you in kind of an executive role where you got to meet those people. Yes. So I'm curious too, so you said you have a heart for missions and I'm sure that kind of came along after um, meeting Jesus and and coming to know him. So what was that like? When did you come to know Jesus? And then what was that call to missions like for you?
1: So I came to know Jesus when I was 10 years old. And um, shortly after that time, a family came to our church who was um, Cian's family. They were from Haiti. They were missionaries in Haiti. They're not from Haiti. So I got to really excited about them and the work they were doing. So I started writing to them uh, all the time. And they always wrote back. And the kind of neat thing was when they came back to to, um, our area again, they actually came specifically wanting to see me and to visit me. And I was really impressed with that. And they were not Southern Baptists, by the way which was one of the reasons why I was really um, strong in that. But not knowing about the cooperative program back then, you know, I didn't realize that. But so that was, um, that was a mission involvement that I felt because I had a hands-on with a missionary that I could actually talk to. And they had two daughters that were very close to my age. And then when I graduated from high school, it was like I was 12, 13, 14, maybe. When I graduated from high school, I went to an extra Bible college. And one of those um, children was a- attending Langster Bible College. So I got to like meet them all over again in a different level. They were just my age kids when we first met. And then uh, we met again at Langster Bible
0: College. So that was kind of cool. Wow, that's really neat. So then where did your, what was your first mission trip? And then I guess you did mention you went to Guatemala. And hate- I went to Guatemala. Yeah, I went to Guatemala. And that was with another friend of mine who,
1: was a missionary there for over 10 years. She would only go in the summer. She was there for the entire summer because she directed a school during the school months. And so she would go there. And so we spent time with the family there. And that was that was my first opening to seeing how poor people were and uh, in areas that were extremely dangerous. Uh, we were told when we got there that uh, the guerrillas were really heavily, Working the area, and that if our leader uh, at that time said to us, "We can't um, go out today. We whatever we were planning to do," they would say, "We have to stay in the compound today." And uh, so that was that was um, heartbreaking to see, you know, that happening. And then going down the streets of Guatemala City and seeing the children just begging food, we were told not to give them any sweets because their stomachs couldn't take it. That we, you know, and so. Um, so it was just hard seeing that, and then also watching people, we were told that if we sat outside and ate our meal, we could not eat all of our meal, just leave some of it and walk away, and they would just come and finish our meals from our plates. And just seeing those type of type of things
0: yeah, so I'm sure after seeing those things is why you know it made you want to be even more involved with a, a missional yes. like missionally minded organization right, yes. So with that, I'm being part of the BRN for for so many years. You served as a secretary for the Southern Baptist Convention, mostly in the South Jersey area, correct?
1: Yes. Uh, Well, I started out in Pennsylvania uh, because I was from Pennsylvania, and um, I was part of what then was Keystone Baptist Association, which later became South Central Baptist Association. And I actually had a totally different role there. I was the music director there for uh, we would have associational choirs every year and um and then we started our what we called the festival praise where we brought all of the churches together to share their music and we did musicals so i was very involved in that aspect of that association but i was also on the executive board during that time and then i got married moved to new jersey and when i moved to new jersey i already because i was on the executive board i already knew a lot of pastors from new jersey and I already knew um, the director of missions, Bob Talent. And so I, when we were looking for a house, we were not really sure where we were going to buy, but I said, well, that's fine. There was a specific church that I wanted. By the way, I didn't find out until many years later was the exact same church that the other, only page from New Jersey for the first convention was at. She was a member of that church back then. I did not realize that. So that was kind of like a full circle thing there too. So I got involved with um, what was then Emmanuel Baptist Church. So we bought a home that was close to that proximity, since we didn't really know where we were going to buy anyhow. So we figured we might as well buy closest to the church that we know that we're going to be a part of. So that's what we did. And um, so at the South Jersey Baptist Association, the very first year I was there, I went, but we moved there in August. In October, they had their annual meeting and asked me if I would be the clerk for the. For the association. So I did, and actually had been the whole time until just like maybe two years ago. So I was the associational clerk. So that's kind of what leadership role I played in South Jersey. And then I did become their associational secretary um, in 2005, I believe it was, like about 2005. They did have a secretary, then they couldn't afford to continue a full time secretary. That secretary left, and Bob was all constantly always have to you do that. And then we changed, we changed director of missions three or four times. And um, so I really got to work under pretty much all of them. That was really great.
0: What was that like, like the change of leadership for you? Um, it really each
1: had their own style. Um, as I know, I, as I said, I knew Bob Talent for such a long time. Um, and he was also a member of the church that I was at. But then we had, um, we had um, Dean Doster, he had a totally different approach, but it was really great. Um, one of the ones, I Neil mean, Holman was just wonderful. I can't say enough about her. Um, Robert Turner came in and helped. And so we just had a lot of people there. And then Samuel Rodriguez was the last one. And I was just so impressed with him and the ministry he had with the Hispanics. And I started seeing our churches really grow. In number, a lot of churches grew and church plants were started. He was really big with the church plant role, and so, um, that was um, a good part there. And then, of course, when we joined with our association, joined with the BRN network, so, um, so then we had moderators, and so Dr. Uh, Chris Petner has been our moderator, and he's a joy also to work with. I mean, I just had. I was so fortunate because I got to work with really good people and I couldn't find a thing they had to say about any of them they were all great
0: well that's great that's good I was gonna I wanted to ask you too you know um being a part of a Southern Baptist Convention organization for for so long in so many different capacities you know what what was that like as a woman because I'm sure it was a little bit different in the earlier years than maybe you know now yeah in the earlier years
1: um our churches had a real problem with um, women preaching, and uh, and I remember some incidents where um, that was it was a big issue, but I watched and saw how that was over, you know, they came over that, and I've watched and seen how we went from the very um, strict in book singing to starting to put some praise in and being a little bit more um, actively that way um charismatic type um yeah so there were a lot of changes and what was really nice and really great was that the brn staff whomever we had at the time always who's <clears throat> my voice always um seemed to go with the flow but yet always making sure we were online scripture wise and everything but they they changed as times changed you know because um I remember a play that they did one year for executive board. They portrayed what our association would be in 25 years if they did everything exactly like they're doing it now. And of course, we came to the conclusion that we would be dead. We would no longer be in existence. So we have to um, go with change for the good. And so um, that's what I've seen through all these years is just good changes. And I think it brought our our people <clears throat> closer together as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Change can be a, a kind of a, a monster sometimes, but you know, when it's handled well and you're trusting God with it, it usually ends up okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what is a scripture passage that you found or that you kind of returned to um, maybe throughout the years or just recently that you've just kind of returned to and enjoyed? four uh, thirteen.
1: I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength and I always felt that if God wanted me to do something he would give me what I needed to do it I just had to be faithful and that was always my um, philosophy was be willing and be faithful and whatever you do always be available
0: well I think those are all my questions unless you have anything else you want to include um not really that I can think of. I
1: think we covered a rather large area. Um, it has been a great journey. It has been a great journey. And even though I went on lots of mission projects, did lots of mission things, I always had in my heart, if God wanted me to do that full time, I wanted to be do my responsibility and be available. So I was very comfortable with always knowing that whatever God called me to do, I was ready to do it by um, making sure I wasn't in debt, making sure that I was keeping in the word and just um, God blesses us where we are. And I like the fact that God does extraordinary things with ordinary people.
0: He absolutely does. Well, thank you so much for your many years of service to the BRN and and all that you've done uh, and for sharing your story with us today. It's awesome just to see someone See the organization from the beginning and then until now and kind of just be able to give a testimony on you know how God has worked through that. Thank you, Michaela. Yeah. I do have to ask too though, what are you going to be doing now in this new season? You know,
1: I don't know. (laughs) Um, of course I'm still um, involved in my church at Cultivate, which is where I am at um in New Jersey. Um I have picked up some new, I should say, hobbies of um embroidering embroidering so i've been embroidering scripture verses and sending them to people um kind of contacting with people i'm involved with our missions organization of course our wmu um we're doing a prayer so i kind of do a prayer a blog each friday or saturday morning usually it comes out in the morning or a prayer request in our convention so uh we have a group of ladies 27 i believe it is that um get that newsletter and also share prayer requests and then we have a through our state leadership team i'm still on the Dreaming state leadership team we um we constantly are testing each other whenever we have prayer requests so god will always give us um something to do
0: Well I think that about wraps it up for us this week but Emma thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing with us you know how you have seen God work and transform the BRN throughout all these years and uh, for all the positions and all the responsibilities that you've taken on thank you so much for your service to the BRN and we'll be praying for this new season of retirement for you that it's just a time of rest and a fruitful time with the Lord. If you're interested in knowing more about the BRN and the organization that Emma worked for and the organization that you know, you're know you listening to this podcast for, um, you can go online to www.brnunited.org and uh, there you can check it out. You know, See what the BRN is all about. You can also check out all of the other stories of transformation that we've done up to this point. Um, they're all available there for you to enjoy in article form as well as podcast form. And uh, the story that goes along with this podcast is there for you to enjoy as well. So uh, you can check that all out again online at www.brnunited.org. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in to another story of transformation. I uh, pray and hope that this one was encouraging to you and, and that all the other stories are encouraging as well. I'll be back next week with another story, but until then, have a great week everyone.